This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. I recently had an experience that brought something crazy to light in my life. Let me tell you, here's what happened. So I'm a dreamer, right? And I know that science says that all of us actually dream as much as two hours every single night. And really the problem is most of us wake up and never remember them. But most of the time, I would say I don't remember them either. But when I do remember they are almost always very significant. And once I learned that dreams are a frequent way that God speaks to us, I became more interested in paying attention to my dreams. There's like over 200 of them recorded in scripture. So I would say dreams are pretty important to God. And over the years, I have off and on spent quite a bit of time really focusing on stewarding the things that God was saying to me through dreams. And my dreams have gone from very literal, like seeing people, places, or things, or dreaming about conversations that had yet not even taken place, to more prophetic or revelatory. So more imagery, pictures that tell stories, give messages that need to be interpreted, that kind of thing. I started trying to be faithful and writing down all the dreams I had as soon as I woke up. And when... I understood what they meant or what they were about. I wrote that down too. But then when I didn't understand them or they didn't make any sense, I I just kind of moved on. Now, after I got here in North Carolina where I live now, I started dreaming consistently, like multiple times a week. And I got kind of frustrated because I thought it was a waste of time for me to keep having all these dreams if I didn't know what they meant. I was reading in Daniel about all the dreams he had and how he responded in multiple ways to his dreams once he received the word from the Lord. But he consistently, if he didn't understand the dream, he gave deliberate focused attention to seeking the Lord for understanding. Okay, I felt like I was supposed to start doing that. So instead of being frustrated because so many of the dreams did not make sense to me immediately, I felt like I was supposed to really start asking the Lord for understanding. Well, the dreams were happening so frequently that I felt like I couldn't even keep up. It's not like I would get instant answers to my prayers all the time. And sometimes I would have to sit with those dreams and meditate on them for a long time before the interpretation and understanding became clear. And one day I said to the Lord, you know, this is just too much. I can't keep up with all this. There is no way I can dream like this almost every night and then have to take the time to write it down every morning and then keep track of pursuing the understanding for each of them. I felt like I was getting further and further behind and it was just frustrating to me. And I can't tell you how long this was going on. All I can tell you is I I was over it. So I prayed and I said, Lord, this is just too much. And I stopped dreaming. 
So fast forward to this year, one of my mentors was challenging me about developing sensitivity to the voice and presence and leading of the spirit, which is something that's very important to me in this season of my life. But I noticed that I was struggling. I couldn't seem to easily or readily discern what was happening around me. I didn't feel the free flow of fellowship and relationship with the Lord that so easily allowed me to hear his voice and sense his presence as I had in the past. And even though I know that we go through peaks and valleys and ebbs and flows in our relationship with the Lord, it almost felt like there was a barrier or a wall that surrounded me and I couldn't see or hear my way through it. And then I remembered, I asked the Lord to stop speaking to me. Yeah, it was the dreams that I asked about or prayed about. And I certainly did stop dreaming from that point on. But in so doing, I was also telling the Lord in what manner I was willing to hear from him. I basically said with that prayer, you can speak to me in any other way if you want to. But this dream thing is too much. And God isn't always interested in us calling the shots and telling him what he can and cannot do. So, of course, when I remembered that, it led to immediately, like, I repented. But it was so wild to me because I completely forgot that I was the one who asked for that. I was the one who asked for it to stop. And since that time, the whole dreaming thing has slowly returned. But... That experience made me think about how I say things and never even remember that I said them. And then I'm living the reality and the fruit of what I asked. You know what the old folks used to say, be careful what you pray for. You might just get it. And I have personally learned that very often we can ask God for things and the answer to those prayers don't look anything like we thought that they would. This is the same thing that happened to Israel. And even when God sent a prophet to warn them of the consequences of their prayer and their request, they still wanted what they wanted and they endured the consequences for generations. The story is in 1 Samuel chapter 8. Now Samuel was the last of the judges and the first of the prophets who was charged with leading the people Israel. This was the way that God set up the leadership of his government when he made Israel a nation. But as Samuel aged, he attempted to name his sons as his successors, and it didn't go well because they did not follow the example of their father. So the elders of Israel got fed up and asked for a king. Now, Keep in mind, there were other people on the earth at the same time as Israel. Sometimes that isn't something we think about when we're reading the Bible, since the Bible focuses only on the story of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation and his manifestation to and through his people, right? But these other nations that were around them were all led by kings. Now, Israel always had a leader to guide them, but the Lord was their king. So in chapter 8, the elders came together and told Samuel, Look, your sons do not walk in your ways, so you need to appoint for us a king. They did not want him to seek the Lord about it, and they did not want to know what God had to say about it or what he was going to do about it. They wanted 
a king. Samuel was grieved and God took it personal. When Samuel went to the Lord in prayer about what they asked, in verse 7, God said this, They have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. And here's where God agreed to give them exactly what they asked for. But he told Samuel this, I want you to go back and tell them what life is going to be like for them and their king. So he did that. And in verse 19, it says this, Yet the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but there shall be a king over us, so that we also may be like all the nations, and our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Now think about how crazy that was. This was the nation of people who were slaves in bondage to what was then the most powerful nation on the earth. And God, without an army, completely destroyed their enemies in the most miraculous way that anyone had ever seen. And they walked out of captivity in Egypt with their arms full of treasure across the bed of a dry sea. This is a nation that lived through this and a people that experienced it. And the God who did all of that was still not regarded by them. And they wanted a king, a man, to fight for them. How ridiculous was that? But they asked for it and they got it. And not only did everything that Samuel prophesied come to pass, but they continued to have a mess going until they were taken back into captivity again. Because what seemed right to them in their own eyes led them into generations of disobedience and suffering. Now, I'm sure at some point since you've become a Christian, I mean, we all have prayed a prayer something like this. Lord, I surrender my all to you. Take my life. I want to live for you. Not my will, but yours be done. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Here I am, Lord. Send me. I think pretty much every Christian has prayed a prayer like that at some point in our life. And no matter what your life looks like now, if you have ever prayed that, please know that God heard it. And even though you may have forgotten, I'm telling you, God has not. And as God continues to allow circumstances in our lives to shape us and mold us, to conform us into the image of his son, know that there's two ways that this can go. We can either cooperate with him and lay it all down, give him the sacrifice of our lives like we said we would when we accepted him as Lord, or we can choose our own way and let that end the way that it will. Here's something to think about, though. Jesus said this in Matthew 12, 36. For every careless or idle word that people speak, they will give an account of it on the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. And those idle words include prayers. I'm not saying that that's going to make you go to hell. If you gave Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, that's a done deal. But you need to ask the Holy Spirit to remind you 
of any prayers that you may have prayed, vows that you may have made to the Lord that you've forgotten about. And then you need to do business with God. You need to spend some time with him and determine what goes on next. Because there really is no way around this family. If you made a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, that means you exchanged your life for his. All of you for all of him. And that means there is no option. He redeemed us with his blood. He keeps us with his love. He owns us. And in him, we live and move and have our being. So I'm just saying now's a good time to accept that and allow him to freely live boldly through you every single day out loud.